Okay, today on the podcast, I'm joined by Mr. PJ Kavanagh from the award-winning Kavanagh's Pub in Port Leash and the new business, TheBeerGod.net. How are you doing, sir? Good, thanks. And yourself? Good. What have you been up to? Obviously, you've been closed over there for a while. Yeah, we're we're lucky enough, I suppose. We got the bar open in uh, December for about 19 days, and we got open for a few weeks in September, October as well. Um I suppose besides that, we haven't been doing the pubs, obviously, closed. Um, first kind of lockdown got us through all the painting and all those jobs that needed to be done that we were told that we have to get done fairly quickly. And I suppose the walls are painted twice. Uh, Netflix is finished, and we've just about finished the internet now as well. So we're raring to go on a bit. <laughs> so you've done all the jobs you'd normally years ago do on a good Friday, varnish the floors and yeah. do a bit of painting and stuff like that. <laughs> We've taken about a half an inch, I think, um, off the, the height of the bar inside now with what polish on the floors for the last while. There's only so much polishing you can do. But um, I know we, we're ready to go. Like it's um, Hopefully, we'll, we'll get the nod to get going again for outdoors. Um, you know, maybe the end of May, possibly June. Um, and look, we'll take it. We'll take it one day, one day at a time after that. Like it's not... We've been there, done that, um, got very excited about getting open, and then all of a sudden we're closed before we know it. So yeah. I suppose from the pub industry's point of view, it's important that once we do open, we get to stay open. Um, it's been tough on like the staff, really. Like We've got some great staff here in the pub, and <clears throat> some of those guys, like have you know they've got mortgages, they've got other things to do, and to bring them back for a few weeks, and then all of a sudden they're gone again. It's, um, it, it's a killer on them, really, you know. And yeah. it'll be great just to get open. And whether it's, you know, if it's limited numbers outdoors starting off, I don't mind to take it at this stage, but just to get open and get going now again would be great. And with yourself then, like, how did you get involved in the pub trade and how long are you over in Cavanis? Um, I, the pub's a family pub. Um, it's been here since 1869. Um, so I'm the fourth generation uh, to be involved in the pub business. Um, I would have taken over the pub in 99, 2000, um, when my dad got a little bit ill and I came back from college just to help out. So um, my dad, at the time, I suppose, with five sisters and we were, we were very well looked after growing up, thank God. But yeah. um, I suppose the pub needs a bit of TLC after after all those years when we were getting the TLC. Um, so when we took over, we started off what was going to be a change in the... Uh, windows and the shop front uh, ended up to demolishing the entire pub and rebuilding it. So um, it was an interesting start back in uh, 1999, 2000, at uh, 22 years of age or whatever it was, to um, crack on into that and basically demolish the entire business, close for eight or nine months and rebuild the pub. Um, and I suppose the demographic kind of changed and obviously we lost a lot of the regulars <clears throat> and it was kind of up to me then to try to drive the business on and I'm still trying to do that 20 years later. <laughs> so, did, um, yeah. did you decide to take the the pub and put it down there? Because it's very entertainment based, as in like you'll have music there, you'll have comedy there and things like that. Is that something that interested you to do and push on? Yeah, yeah. When I was in, when I was in college in Dublin, um, I just loved the social life of it, like, like most third-level students. Yeah. Um, I love getting up to, say, the International Bar in Dublin. I love getting to Whelan's. I love getting to all those places and um, experiencing, I suppose, entertainment, um, live entertainment. And I suppose that's – I always had a grow for music and for comedy. And um, I suppose once I got to Dublin, it was one of the first things that I did when I was in college was to get out and see the different places and experience it. 
And that's kind of where even sitting in the international bar one night listening to Ardell O'Hanlon and going, geez, wouldn't it be great now to have that in cabinets? I wonder, would, would there be an appetite in the Midlands for something like this or in Port Leash even? So yeah. um, that's kind of where the comedy thing really came from. Um, we started the first comedy club in 2002 on September the 11th. And uh, the first group we had in was a crowd called Flight of the Concords, who have gone on to be mega stars. They, they were up for the Perrier Award at the Edinburgh, Fest, Edinburgh Festival that year. And they came across to Ireland and happened to you know, do a couple of shows around the country. And we were lucky enough to get them. And um, yeah, it was phenomenal. Like we had upstairs bar at the time, held 60 people, uh, sold out on the Thursday night thought this is unbelievable and the feckin' genius now look what I'm after doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're gonna have another comedy club in two weeks' time and two weeks later we had a comedy club and we had three people at it. <laughs> and yeah. the reality was along setting in what you needed to do in the entertainment business. It wasn't all the better yeah. roses. But um look it's enjoyable. It's it's I, I love doing that sort of stuff. I love um, I love people coming in and enjoying themselves and having a good night and um you know getting to see something that you might not necessarily see. Yeah, there's always kind of a wide variety kind of for everyone over there, like, you know, from all, all genres. Is there anything that stands out for you saying that was my favourite night or any memorable gigs that you've had there over the years? Um, there's been a few weird ones. Like, um, in terms of comedy, there's been, uh, there's, like, we've had every comedian in, every Irish comedian has played here. Um, <clears throat> just before we closed last year, we finished up with a run of Des Bishop, Neil Delamere, Tommy Sheeran and David Doherty in January and February, which, you know, the four of the biggest names in Irish comedy over the last, yeah. you know, three decades. And, um, yeah, we, we wrapped up with those basically just just pre-COVID. And, like, to finish, when I was just looking back at it, I said, Jesus, that's, that's a fair lineup for, for yeah. a pub at incident upstairs or whatever. Um, but uh, no, like, you get back to the time like Kevin Bridges arrived down doing a sports lot years ago with Aidan Bishop, Des's brother, and yeah. you know he was in behind the bar pulling pints and um, got to know him. Met him a good few times after it. Um, the last time he was up in the Olympia, but uh, he did seven nights in the Olympia. We got up to one of the shows, met him afterwards for a few pints again. Um, great crack, like you know, you you build up some great friendship out of it. And you know, a lot of the guys forget about you and whatever else. It's only it's yeah. only another gig, really. But you try to make it, you know, memorable to the the act as much as you can to the to the audience as well. In terms of the the pandemic hitting, like you guys obviously had a full calendar for the year because I think before it was, I think Colin got back to me with a night in December or something like that, maybe November. Is your business strategy changed? with what's happened in the pandemic because of like obviously there's musicians that me and you know that haven't been working in over 400 days as well and those guys don't seem to know or think that they're going to be back to work anytime soon are you worried about the music scene in ireland i suppose yeah absolutely like um like we you're bang on like we had we have we generally have our calendar normal times more or less a year in advance you know, picked out the big dates. Um, an awful lot of the gigs um, end up being annual gigs. So even I could tell you, if we're open now for like hope, like we've got for this year, we've got a good few gigs booked in already for for November, and December, and so I'd be confident that they'll you know go ahead. Whether it's at full capacity or limited capacity, I don't know. 
but generally you'd want, especially when you're getting the bigger guys, you need to be, be thinking kind of a year out just for, for guys planning tours and whatever. Um, but yeah, it's like I've been talking to loads of the guys over the last over the last few months, over the last year, and you know, it, this, we're starting to see a few green shoots with things coming back. Um, there's a good few of the venues got together. Um, I suppose early last year, that's you know that that make up the, the the Irish tour as such for a band going around from all your different yeah. venues, from say the Spirit Store down to. All the way down to Wexford, Cork, Galway, back up. There's 23 venues went together, uh, formed the Live Venue Collective. Um, and we were lucky enough then to get awarded a grant in uh, October last year to put on 16 shows and to get those people back in working and to get the, our lights engineers back, to get our sound engineers back, to get the guys that make the graphic design for us back, to get the people that, um, you know, that record the shows, to get bar staff back to get a venue staff back like it was it was great because even at the moment we're kind of like it's, we're looking at we're looking at kind of tricky times with the artists obviously getting them back and getting them going again and also for all the other people associated with the music industry whether it's you know advertising in hot press or whether it's um you know the guys coming in and having your lights and sound engineers and all the other people have mentioned like it, it's People don't see, obviously, unless you're involved in the industry, you don't realize what goes on behind the scenes to make the gig yeah. work and to make it happen. And it, the more people that we lose from the industry, the, you know, it's going to be a hell of a lot more difficult to get back to the levels we were at and to grow the thing again. But hopefully, um, like it was, it was fantastic to have the bands playing again in the pub um, and a bit of entertainment going, although there was no audience at it. But yeah. it just... It was just a breath of fresh air coming into the place. And, you know, it was a bit of hope for everyone. And um, hopefully, whether we're opened or not in May or June, um, there's a next wave of uh, funding coming up in the Department of Culture and hopefully we'll be successful in getting that and getting all those people back to work again and to put a bit of life back in the place again. Um, that's that's the that's the bit we're, we're crying out for at the moment, you know? Yeah. Yeah, me, myself, like I... I love going to the pub, right? But I, I only would like going to see a band or to maybe see a match the odd time. But like, I, I kind of want to go to the pub, not to sit in the corner. I kind of like to be entertained. Like, so I'd be kind of one of those people that would love to see music returning soon. Um, when you were open for that brief period, did you do the takeaway stuff to take away food and things like that? And how did it work out for you? And did that lead into the new business? Um, we didn't really do the takeaway food. We did. Um, we did. We were open in September where we could allow a limited number of people in. So we had said one gig upstairs with Neil Zellemer and what would have been 110 seats had 46 at it. Um, so that was that was good. You know, that was it was great to get that back. Neil was delighted with it. Um, went went pretty well. Um, then I suppose it's clear like the when you look at the drink sales for argument's sake across the country i think they were only down was eight percent last year with every pub in the country closed which is phenomenal and yeah. i suppose it's to do something and to get your head thinking and challenge yourself i suppose to get some 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 sort of business going and i suppose we kind of spotted a little bit of a gap in the market um and we're just in at its infancy kind of now at this stage just getting it going but um it's interesting like we've we basically have a kind of a countertop unit uh blade unit it's called um that we import from europe from suppliers 
and uh, little eight litre kegs of Heineken uh, Moretti at the moment, and we're expanding that range as well. So you'll get you get fourteen pints out of the out of the keg. Um, you can put it sitting on your kitchen worktop, the same as you put it in a coffee machine, and um, say an espresso machine, and put your keg into it. It'll last for a month. You fourteen pints in it. It's not going to be causing any house parties. It's not going to be causing yeah. anything major. You know, it's just a few pints if you feel like it, and you're getting you know you're getting the quality of a pub pint in your own house. And um, yeah, so we got, we got the website set up there, and we're uh, delivering to all corners of Ireland at the moment. Um, went well. Our machine sold out the first day. They went and sold the first few first batch we have, and we're waiting on the next batch to arrive in from Europe in the next week or two. So hopefully that'll kick on, and it's a business that will probably last post pandemic um, as well. And that's kind of that's kind of the, the way we wanted to, to build it. Um, there's loads of home bars going on around the country. Uh, we all know that. It's no big secret about yeah. it. Um, you can either give out about these things or get on and deal with it and, you know, add your own tupens worth to it. Um, I suppose with the home bars and stuff, you've got gas cylinders, big kegs, all that sort of stuff in a house. Uh, probably not the prettiest thing to have. Um, whereas what we're doing is a little bit, it, lo- it looks it looks good in all fairness. And um, it's a very good, good, very good quality product as well. So yeah, interesting times ahead with that one. And how does it work then? Because you say obviously there's no gas or anything involved. So if you describe how the unit works, yeah. So it's um, it's uh, it's made by Krups. There's a chill plate built into the machine. So your kegs are in a fridge, obviously beforehand. So um, you're it's recommended for, to chill the keg for 16 to 24 hours. Uh, there's a little beer line on the keg as well, um, and the keg is already uh, it's already pressurized with co2 so when you connect the keg to the the unit um it pumps air into the outside of the keg squeezes the bag inside it basically with the draft beer yeah. and when you pull the handle down your pint comes out and it's fully carbonated nice sparkling and perfectly chilled as well so um yeah it's 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 a clever bit of kit like but it's it's very big across europe at the moment um, and it's very big for, um, say, you know, the kind of typical restaurants you see in your holidays that are, you know, are small and they might actually yeah, yeah. have enough capacity to sell kegs of beer. This is this will get them over the line. And you, you see some places foreign that have maybe two or three machines uh, to provide the different sources of beer rather than having the big cold room with beer lines and all that stuff that goes with it. But um, yeah, sure, with with Ireland the way we are, I think it's a it's a it's a good it's a good match at the moment for people yeah. like a couple of points at home, you know. And it's you, you guys started off was it renting the units? I seen like that was a good few months ago, but now you're you're selling yeah. them out. Yeah, we were doing it last year. Um, we we bought a few units and um, we just rented them out ourselves locally. And um, so I just put them in the back of the car, brought them on, we delivered them and set them up for them in people's houses. Uh, a few pint glasses, a few beer mats, um, you're ready to go in 15 minutes and call back and pick it up the following day. So that was going uh, pretty well while we were closed. Then when we reopened, um, we were busy. There's just sitting at the time to be doing it, to be honest with you. And um, the more we delved into it, the more that we could see there was lots of people with the machines already around Ireland. So with that in mind, we said, look, if they were looking for kegs and they were trying to import them without customs and without all that jazz, 
So yeah. we said, look, if we're going to do it, we'll do it right. Um, we're importing all the beer. We're set up with customs and revenue and all that crack. All the paper, all the miles of paperwork is done at this stage. Um, it's just a case of kind of getting the product out there. Um, so it's good crack getting up in the morning and bring the kids down and building the cardboard boxes and throwing the kegs into them and labeling them all up and sending them off to all, all corners of the country. Um, so it's something that even when the pub is open that you know it, it wouldn't be a big workload for us to, to manage that um, especially you know it'll, it'll get start, it'll get people back working basically as well which is great so yeah. all those things help and do you think do you think a lot of people because I, I work in a shop and we have an off license right and so people are coming in and they're buying eight cans for 12 euro every night do you think people are kind of going to get cozy at home and it's going to be hard for pubs when it comes back or do you think they'll just be um, the appetite will be there I know where I'm I, going. I, think it's, <laughs> I, I, hope, I hope it's the same thing I'm thinking. <laughs> yeah. But um, it's, um, I, I think the one thing, probably during the pandemic, the thing that people have missed is the socialising. Yeah. And it's, it's not, I don't think it's actually down to the, every, like if you go to a pub and you get a pint, you expect a good pint and you expect good service and you expect a clean glass and you expect a bit of crack and whatever else. Yeah. Um, you can do. You can get your clean glass at home. You can get your beer at home. It's the same thing, but you can't. You're not going out meeting people. You're not having the crack. You're not going out. Whether you're young looking for the shift, or whether you're old looking to back a race, or whatever, back a horse, or whatever you're going to do for the football, yeah. or all the other bits and pieces in between. Um, so I don't. It, it really depends on the quality of service. I think when pubs open back up, that you know that we can bring it back to the levels that it was at. There is a huge gap in terms of staff now. Um, like we're going to, we're probably, we'd about 14 or 15 staff, uh, in March, bar staff, and we're probably down to about five or six max now at this stage. Um, yeah. just a lot of our staff are third level students, um, between, between them finishing say college last year and finishing college this year. Um, you'd always have a window to take in two or three more staff every year. Um, but they're gone and we obviously hadn't had the chance to get new staff in. Um, so there's a hole there at the moment that I'm getting a little bit worried about that we need to fill. Um, now we're lucky enough; we still have a few, you know, a couple of great full-time staff there that you know they never let us down. But um, we'll um, we'll we'll just have to as soon as we have a date for reopening, it'll be you know an, a recruitment drive, um, get people in, get them trained up as quick as possible, and you know hopefully we'll be able to bring the levels of service back up that makes the what we're offering appealing to um to customers to come back in um like we're I'm, I'm confident that music is going to play a big big part of that um we've got gigs we've got gigs booked at this stage we're chatting with the mcds and the akins we've got gigs penciled in as i said for november december that i'm really excited about a few acts we haven't had before um I think you know we don't want to you know you don't want to put the mockers on it the way we've we just fed up putting up cancels and postponed and faking stuff for the last I don't know how long, but um, we just kind of want to you know if we can get get going and get you know get the wheels moving again, um, I think you know it's an exciting time. I, I'm I'm certainly excited about it anyway, and I'm looking forward to you know getting my hands dirty and getting back into it. And I think people are crying out for events like whereas in Portlaoise. Traditionally, as you would have seen yourself, um, you know, Friday and Saturdays are your big nights out. Um, yeah. Pre-COVID, uh, we had weeks there at one stage when there was Tuesday was ukulele night at one stage. 
Uh, Wednesday was the trad sessions during the summer. Thursday, there was a musician in the bar. Friday, Saturday, uh, gigs outside, gigs upstairs. Sunday sessions then at 8 o'clock on Sunday. So like we we're basically six days a week doing music and entertainment of all descriptions. <clears throat> and I can see that coming back, to be honest with you, because there is a demand there. And um, I, I'd be very, I'd be, I would be confident that people will return, that they want to get out and they want to experience live music, entertainment, crack, sports, matches, all those things, and a few pints and feel safe. Um, and hopefully, hopefully it'll come true, or else, <laughs> or else I'll be asking you, how do you start doing podcast jokes? <laughs> oh, I'm no expert either. <laughs> but, Listen, it, was um, great yeah. to, it was great to catch up with you today. And, yeah, thanks um, for And I'm really looking forward to getting over there as soon as I can anyway and having a few points, listen to a band, Brilliant. hopefully. Yeah, absolutely. We'll, we'll have the decks ready for you too. <laughs> yeah, cheers. Best of luck with the business. Sounds the good. Thanks, Wilmer. Thebeergod.net. Stand there. <laughs> Thanks.